0: to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, and now on with the show. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursdays on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. As always, I like to start these episodes off with a quote that gets me thinking. Nick Vujicic once said, risk then is not just part of life. It is life. The place between your comfort zone and the dream is where life takes place. It's the high anxiety zone, but it's also where you discover who you are. When I hear a cool quote, I like to learn more about the person who said it. And Nick Vucicic is an Australian-American Christian evangelist who was born with Tetra Amelia syndrome a rare disorder characterized by the absence of arms and legs. He has one foot that he uses to grab things, and he apparently calls it his chicken drumstick. Suffering through bullying in school, at one point he actually attempted suicide. Life has truly been a series of obstacles and challenges for Nick. And now he's married with four children, and he speaks in front of huge crowds on a regular basis. He signs autographs for people with a marker in his mouth and a smile on his face. So how does someone with so many disadvantages not only survive, but thrive? It all comes down to risk-taking. There are many ways to change your life for the better, but most of them involve taking some sort of risk along the way. And risk can be downright scary. Most of us fear taking risks. We fear rejection, failure, change, uncertainty. That high anxiety zone mentioned in Nick's quote, that can lead to a fight or flight response. And while we may think that fear is bad, it can actually be a very useful emotion for us. No, fear isn't bad and and neither is risk. You probably shouldn't jump out of a plane without a parachute though, unless that plane is firmly on the ground. But the fear that we feel when we take risks is often just a message telling us that we're moving outside of our comfort zone. A proper Cool-headed assessment of risk is often what's needed to push us into action. Taking calculated risks can benefit us regardless of the actual outcome. Now, how does that work? Well, I'll use myself as an example. I was really nervous about starting this podcast. I was inexperienced, and I didn't know if anybody would actually listen. But I examined the situation from a risk-reward perspective. Now, what did that process look like? I had to consider a few different factors along the way. The first one was financial risk. I had to go through the potential costs that were involved with this venture. So for the show, that involved having a host website, uh, hiring a part-time editor. I also had to purchase a microphone and headphones as well as a green screen for video. Now, there's not a whole lot of risk there. Uh, I could always recoup some of those losses by just selling the used equipment later on if, if things didn't work out. So the second thing was time and flexibility. So how much work would go into this show? And how long would I have to continue working at it in order to see any potential results? How does the new venture fit into my schedule? As it turns out, the podcast has been a really great outlet for me personally, and it fits in well with my desired lifestyle. Now, the third thing is reputation. I mean, what would people think of me if this didn't work out? What what if I say something that comes back to haunt me later? What if, what if, well, I had to do an ego check here because my mind goes to that scene in Jurassic Park with Dennis Nedry you know, the guy who played Newman on Seinfeld. His contact, Dodgson, walks up wearing a hat and dark shades and Nedry calls him over to the table by name. And Dodgson sits down and says, you really shouldn't use my name. To which Nedry replies loudly, Dodgson, we've got Dodgson here. See, nobody cares. Nice hat. What are you trying to look like, a secret agent? So I had to realize a couple of things. Number one, I'm not the center of the universe. So no, not everyone is watching or caring about what I do. Uh, Number two, my appeal and what I offer in this show isn't for everyone. So again, not everybody is going to be tuning in closely and hanging on my every word. Uh, Number three, I want to help people become financially independent. And I can't do that without a platform and a voice. Mistakes be damned. And number four, if literally no one listens, then what have I really lost? I'll just go back to my family and friends and continue living my life the way that I want to. So that last one was the real kicker for me, because we often make the risks that we take seem so much bigger than they actually are. I had those what if thoughts all the time when I first walked away from anesthesia to live off of passive income. But I actually heard the best thing from Joel at FI 180. He said, my worst case scenario is everyone else's everyday scenario. If it doesn't work out to walk away from work, then I just go back to work. And that's it. I replaced fear with flexibility. And with that perspective, I feel freer than I ever have to take risks that others see as too far out there. I can do what I'm passionate about and live the life that I want with my family. And who doesn't want that after all? So the last point is a key takeaway that I actually tie back to my nursing career. I can vividly remember my first code experience. I was a new nurse and I was moving in slow motion compared to everything else that was happening around me. I was in the high anxiety zone. But what happened over time? I got more experience with those situations and I learned more about what to do and the different roles involved. Everything eventually slowed down for me. The same thing happens when you learn to take risks. When you step outside of your comfort zone enough, you lose some of the fear of doing so and become more comfortable with the uncomfortable. You learn what to do in those different situations. Why are entrepreneurs able to take risks and fail over and over until they succeed? Because taking calculated risks is old hat to them. First, they figure out how not to lose too much when they fall down. Then they learn how to fall up into better situations. So to close this out, I want to ask you, what are some risks in your life that you've been thinking about taking? What's holding you back? And what would it really cost you? you know, Which one costs you more, failure or inaction? Per usual, I have some links in the show notes for you to chew on. Uh, the first article is replacing fear with flexibility. Then there is the incredible power of taking risks in life. And the last article is 31 Risks Everyone Needs to Take This Month. Now, you don't have to necessarily take that seriously. Some of the risks seem a little funkier than others, but it's a good idea to to get started on a few of them, at least. I've also got a couple of books uh, on the list to kind of get you in that risk-taking mood. Uh, The first one is Failing Up, How to Take Risks, Aim Higher, and Never Stop Learning by Leslie Odom, Jr., and the second one is The Art of Risk, New Science of Courage, Caution, and Chance by Kate Sukel. Now, as always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B-C-R-N-A podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or topic that you'd like for me to cover in an upcoming podcast, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I check those all the time, and I cover those questions in future episodes. I hope you'll join us next time. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On-Call Capital. They're dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On-Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.